0: Every day in America, approximately 22 veterans, first responders, or crime victims commit suicide. That number is a staggering amount and constantly increasing. Get involved in offering solutions to the men and women who so bravely take an oath to protect and serve the lives of Americans. Now, a word from our sponsors and then our host.
1: Welcome to Crisis in America, PTSD, and Veterans Suicide. I am Sean Flynn and I'm here today with my co-host Colonel Mike Brown. I want to bring the audience back to the purpose of this show with the return of over 2.7 million veterans from operations, Iraqi freedom, operation, enduring freedom in Afghanistan and the other recent oftentimes multiple war zone deployments, America's solemn responsibility to take care of our returning heroes is a more important mission than ever. We all know the often cited statistics, 22 suicides a day, one every 65 minutes, over 66,000 dead. And in this year, the death toll will exceed 70,000. Regrettably, the suicide crisis that has endured and markedly increased in our veteran community over the past decade stands as a stark reminder that we must redouble our efforts to address continued gaps in veterans care. Crisis in America PTSD and veteran suicides podcast series purpose is to bring back suicide awareness, education, understanding, and the needed changes and solutions on this epidemic plaguing our nation. Yet the number of veterans and service members lost to suicide in just one year exceeds the number of deaths incurred during the Vietnam War. This is a national security problem. We can and must do more to address this problem. This is why Colonel Mike and I are here today to talk about spirituality and recovery and the major importance of it. Today we are going to be talking about spirituality. Why spirituality, America? Because the causes and symptoms of mental illness are complex and Colonel Mike and I believe that religious belief and spirituality to be a positive factor in patient-centered healthcare and it needs incorporation to help to ensure a truly holistic biopsychosocial spiritual model of treatment so that it is given to those who are suffering from PTSD and moral injury, especially for veterans and first responders. I'm a first responder and Colonel Mike is a military commander. And it is our combined 50 years of experience that we base this show on today, our trials and tribulations, our walk on the razor's edge of insanity. Through our research we know the facts and that serving the spiritual needs of our veterans and first responders it's well supported by a large and highly developed network of military chaplains and spiritual advisors beyond personal benefits associated with positive spiritual coping spirituality engenders a sense of connection a connection to something beyond ourselves whether a higher power or a community that both functions as a lifeline when experiencing personal struggles from PTSD and or moral distress. However, more effort needs to be placed on the soul of the injured. These suicide prevention measures that only run at the top miss the deep roots of hurt, guilt, shame, and remorse, and at the end of the day, only capitulate death, not prevent it. We are going to talk about this, correct, Colonel Mike?
0: Sean, great to be on the air with you again. You are so right. There's such a reluctancy in our culture to address spirituality in our intervention treatment programs for our veterans and first responders, especially those that are suffering from moral injuries and PTSD, even though physicians have a moral obligation to address patient spiritual concerns. I really want to talk to you today about one gentleman in particular, and it gives me chills already before I even talk about it, Sean. His name is Corey. And I'm going to read you a letter and I'm going to put some context into it, America. See what Sean's talking about, and what we're talking about today is spirituality. And what I'm getting ready to talk about to you is how you spiritually recover from such a traumatic event in your life, event so horrific that even myself, I had suicidal ideations after the event. Corey, my battle buddy, Sergeant United States Army, killed himself. That's right. He took his own life. His depression, his PTSD, his addiction, his abuse, his pain and his suffering became too much. He killed himself. He was my friend. Cory was a good man, and I just met him. He didn't give me a chance, America. He didn't give me a chance to be a better friend, a friend that we could have been like Sean and I. No, and he was in a safe place. I thought he was in a safe place. See, Corey and I met up at a rehab, a rehab for PTSD and depression. This is a small town kid from Rhode Island. Same problems, multiple tours to Afghanistan. Got back home, he was the forgotten child. Transition wasn't in his game. There was no transition. See America, that's the big common theme in this show that we found out the root cause. No transition from active duty to civilian life, his mom has tried everything, and they found a place for him, as my wife found a place for me, and I was assigned his battle buddy, and he was assigned me as a battle buddy, and that's where our life crossed roads in Boston, Massachusetts. On a cold December, Corey took his life at that rehab center. He was right next door to me. It shook me so hard and it still pains me five years later. I had to go through so many treatments mentally and it just wasn't working until I found spiritual recovery treatment. And a part of that America spiritual recovery treatment is journaling to the soul. It's a healing process to help me cope with the loss of a good soldier, of a good friend, of a good battle buddy. And so I wrote a letter to Corey. I still see him. I still hear him. I even feel his pain still. Suicide is a temporary solution, permanent solution to a temporary problem. He didn't know that. I'm gonna read a letter to you, Sean. We talk about truths. This is hard truth, but this is gentle truth too. Because of this letter, I believe spiritual recovery happened to me. Doesn't mean I don't grieve still. Doesn't mean I don't have emotions but I no longer want to take my life. Radical acceptance is what it's called. I accept his death. I still mourn, but it's more of a loving mourn. Here it goes. Hi Corey, it was really nice to have met you. I was excited to be your battle buddy at the IOP program. Our stories, although alike, There are so many similarities. We both struggled with addiction, trauma from our war experience, Army. We both loved our moms. We were both airborne. And our family was trying to get us from this insane world to be a sane world. It was amazing to see your humor and all that you would do to make the choices you had to do to change your life. I enjoyed our short talks our cold-ass smoke breaks, our lunch, doing our art therapy together, and just enjoying life in general. Corey, I saw a lot of excellence in you, but I also saw a lot of hurt. Remember what I said to you about the staff where you were? That staff will love you before you can love yourself. It's a place of safety. Corey, it's a place of new beginnings. You said, yes, man, I feel it. I told you I would look out for you. Remember that, Corey? I told you I'd look out for you because I had been in this program before. We exchanged our numbers and we were going to link up later that evening. That didn't happen, did it, Corey? What happened, Corey? Did you lose love for life? And new beginnings. Whatever happened, it must have been really horrific and dark and sad. Whatever happened, you must have been in external pain. Corey, I wish you could have been. I could have been there with you to talk to you. I can't stop thinking about your final moments on this earth. You know, I tried to take my life. I didn't succeed for some reason. God had other plans for me. We have another thing in common, and that we are both children of God. I know you are with him now. And after my journey is through here on this earth, I know we'll be up there together and laughing and smiling because you have a big heart and you know how to make people laugh and smile. If you bump up into the big guy up there, tell him I love him. And as it's written in the book of Isaiah, for I am the Lord, your God, who takes and holds your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. I miss you, buddy. That's how it works. Is it hard? Sure. But it's part of recovery, folks. We somehow, Sean, can't get the DOD or the VA to cope with these kinds of
1: events. And thank you, Mike. And if you don't mind, if I if I might respond to that.
0: Yeah, go ahead, Sean. Hey, okay. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. Um, I'm gonna dry okay. my eyes here for a little bit. Yeah, thanks yeah. Picking
1: up. No problem. Uh, no problem. And uh, Mike, if uh, while you're uh, while you're there taking a deep breath, I'm just gonna share this to those that are out there listening right now. You happen to be tuned into this podcast. Okay. See what you just heard there. And if you watch this podcast, uh, there's some images on YouTube and it's got a picture of, uh, it's got many pictures of my friend, Colonel Mike Brown. See, those out there listening right now, those commanders out there, those first responders that are in uniform, those veterans that are in uniform. See, you just heard a 31 year Colonel. You just heard the voice of a warrior. Let me explain that. See, the warrior path, is not just the path of when we're in that uniform and we're trained up and we've got our head held high and we're fearless and we're ready to go do our jobs and the jobs that we have taken on and that we have chosen out there america veterans first responders those are men and women of courage but let me let me get to what i'm explaining here See, what you just heard there is you just heard a 31 year colonel for the united states army set an example of what real courage is what the real warrior path is which is not only did he serve our country fearless and do what he had to do to protect his men and to serve his brothers on his right and his left he's here today to bring the truth about ptsd and moral injury okay so those out there that are listening high command staff see that example that colonel mike brown just set by making himself vulnerable and telling the truth about the injuries that occur within the human soul. Okay, this stuff is real. It's time, folks, that we stop running from it and we stop denying that it's not a real injury. See, I'm, I'm grateful to be here, Mike. You are the definition of a courageous warrior who's not only served his country and as a result, has suffered from PTSD, which is trauma. Trauma is real. See, what happens is, and this is why we're talking about spirituality. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn it back over to you here, Mike. Why we're talking about spirituality and recovery and the need for it, folks, okay, is because the injuries that are occurring to our veterans out there that have to go through what they go through, and the first responders that are under attack each and every day. Okay, the injuries that occur in that resistance. Okay, this is not just uh, this is we're not making this stuff up, and this is why we're talking about spirituality and the need for spirituality recovery. And here's what I'm saying: we gotta stop denying the truth that we need to change the paradigm within the institutions to make spiritual recovery available to the peacemakers let me explain this to you there's a lot of people out there there's an old paradigm there's an old paradigm of you know let's just deny it these guys aren't tough enough no let me explain something to you colonel mike brown is as tough as the toughest warrior that's ever walked the face of this planet it's a fact the fact that he's Did what he had to do, and he's here today to talk about the truth in spiritual recovery and the need for it. Mike Brown, you are a hero, and I know you take that humbly, but I say this because there's people out there right now that are listening that are in denial within institutions. It's time now we break free of the old left brained dominant medical side of just treating our veterans and first responders, and we got to start opening up to the spiritual path of recovery because it works. Colonel Mike Brown and I are examples of it. Colonel Mike, I'd like to just let you kind of take off on what I just said. Again, I can't even find the words to express that. I, I hope that people are listening right now to what we're about to talk about and why there's a major need for spiritual uh ideas and spiritual recovery and again folks listen up this isn't this is plain talk here from former sergeant sean flynn this is what we call plain talk okay we're not up here on a podium uh, acting as if we are a uh religious leader or acting as if we are holier than now no this is plain talk it's real it's truth you're talking to two warriors that were broken that faced what we faced, walked through it, did our jobs, got broken, and we're here today to let you guys know with passion that to recover, it requires these ideas that we're talking about here today. Colonel Mike, please take over for me. That's that's perfect. I appreciate you picking
0: that up and uh, really articulating that hard, folks. Today is about spirituality and spiritual recovery. You know one thing we uh, need to understand and it's an understanding what gives life and that's the spirit it really is it's really not about uh, material right it's not about all the money you can have in the world you know the goods and the products and life what makes you spiritually sound is what gives life you know that's faith that's gratitude that's grace, that's service, you know, giving to others more than you take. That's what we're talking about in the healing process today. That's spirituality. If you want to know what it looks like, that's what it looks like. Faith or belief of things that are not seen yet, but you have faith. You know, we did a gratitude list. You know what happens every day if you sit down and just write three things that you're grateful for every day. That's spirituality. That's touching your spirit giving thanks for it one thing i do want to touch on and it's my own spirituality and i like to read that to you as well see today is about solutions folks and we're touching it right here at the heart What sean just talked about spirituality that deep inner connection don't be afraid you have to touch that and you journal it you write it down you speak it you act it and you will feel it, your spirit becomes stronger. The spirit has to be felt, it has to be warmed, it has to be embraced. I've tried the mental by itself, the, the mixed cocktail of medicines. Yes, that's fine and the statistic says that's only 60% of the solution, whatever that means out there, folks. But until Sean and I got to the spiritual domain, and some of the things we're t- talking to you now by journaling, by putting things in writing that touches on faith and gratitude and grace and service. We're not talking religion, you know. You can choose the positive in life, or not. But you can find these innovative ways that I want to show you. And that first one was a dear, dear Corey letter that helped me get over that wound. Here's one of my own that I did, and it's my internal spiritual letter to my God of my connection, of my understanding. My God, not your God, could be your God, and the same one, it could be another higher power. Oh Lord, here's what I am today. The life I live is the life I choose. It's the life I create. The journey is not always easy. See, I'm accepting. Life moves forward with the good and the bad. It's my responsibility to live the best life possible, to be more forgiving of myself. You know how long it took me to forgive myself? I beat myself up all the time. Too much of perfectionist, too much guilt and shame. I was never easy on myself, but now spiritually, I write my down that I have to forgive myself to know this mental and spiritual road I know it can be confusing. It's okay just to take it easy. It's not perfection with a predetermined end state. I must be willing to carry the torch of life until eternity. I must have faith, gratitude, and grace, and be a servant of others. I am assured, Mike god is looking out for you all the way except where you are folks that's a spiritual letter to myself that's what's keeping me grounded spiritually it took me almost 30 years to write that spiritual recovery spiritual grounding hospitals institution leaders Political leaders, large organizations, nonprofits, please pay attention to what Sean and I are talking about today. Because if you're not having spirituality in your classrooms and your therapies, you're wasting so much time. Corey didn't have spirituality, Corey's dead. That's the hard truth. I don't care if you're winking or nodding shaking your head left and right i just said that corey is my battle buddy
1: he died he died let that sink in sean once again mike thank you to to paint a picture real quick if anybody's out there that's listening that's having a hard time relating i'm gonna try to paint a picture here um we're, we're speaking not just to, we're speaking primarily to the suffering soul out there, to the first responders right now that are out there responding to the calls. Okay. Number one, you're the number one priority, but now again, as we always do, I'm speaking to those leaders out there, those leaders with affluence and influence. And here's the thing. I admire you. You've made it to where you've made it and you've earned it. And today you wear the vest today. You wear the uniform and today You're blessed to be in a position to where you have financial security, you have pensions, you have medical insurance, you have all those things, right? So if you could for a minute, suspend all the doubt, because I know that you've taken a toll too. Suspend all the doubt, take off the armor for a minute, take off the uniform right now and listen to what I'm about to say. I'm speaking to the leaders of institutions, okay? Colonel Mike and I are not talking about bringing a religious identity of our own opinion to an institution. No, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the need for the discussion of spirituality, because here, let me tell you something, it takes courage to talk about spirituality. Those that don't want to talk about it and deny it, if you're going to run right now, I don't want to offend you, but I'm just going to tell the truth. You're being selfish. If you're not open to what we're talking about right now and you're in denial and you're enjoying that position that you're in right now because you're almost home free and you got a few years left until you can shut it down and forget all about all of it, uh-uh. don't forget about our purpose. Our purpose is to save lives. That's why we joined the teams that we joined of the peacemakers. So if you could for a minute, have some courage, don't run away, suspend your opinions when it comes to the truth because if you want to save lives of the first responders and veterans out there see these guys are dying let's not be selfish let's listen up we're talking about bringing an environment of spiritual recovery within the institutions to give our peacemakers a real chance because if we don't do this here's the hard truth and i'm going to be bold the men and women are going to lose the fight. They're not only going to die, possibly a slow death, their families are going to be wrecked. Their personal lives will be wrecked and it affects the citizens out there that we serve. It is vital. It is vital that we have some courage here again, Sean Flynn is a basic human being. I say this humbly. So I'm saying this bold. Don't run away from from the uh, assertiveness in my tone right now. Okay? We cannot keep denying the truth that PTSD and moral injury is a real thing. And if we truly do care about our men and women, those of you out there, with the influence to open up and have an open mind, And let's start talking about how we can bring spiritual recovery in conjunction with the medical community so that we can give our men and women a chance to keep that spirit alive so that they can serve the citizens and the United States of America citizens who live free better. Okay. We're talking about service here. Citizens out there listening, civilians, non-sworn people, this is vital that we bring spirituality and recovery into the environment within these institutions of the peacemakers because it's going to make your life better. It's going to make your family life better. It's going to save lives. I can't explain the multiplier effect that it's going to have on everyone, not just the peacemaker who goes out every day in his profession and is willing to walk through the fire in the most dangerous situations. Citizens out there, this is very important, very important. Leaders of institutions, it's very important that we open up and listen to what Colonel Mike Brown and I are talking about here today and developing safe environments within our institutions to give our men and women a chance so that they can continue to live free in spirit and therefore provide better service to our great citizens of the United States of America. Colonel Mike, please take over. Great, great, Sean.
0: That's uh, right where we're at today with, uh, once you have this recovery, just like mental, physical fitness, you have spiritual fitness. In the spiritual warrior mentality, you are in touch with the joy, the sadness, the expansiveness in your heart. You're able to share, you're able to give to others. The warrior knows about death. And he seizes the day, you know, they have left, they have learned to let go with forgiveness. They avoid chasing others in revenge. We as spiritual warriors, right, Sean? We grow together. We commit and we are seizing the day. We commit to growing the heart and the soul and becoming creative beings once again. See folks out there, you're hurting and suffering and your spirit is dead, you are withering away. The spiritual warrior seeks to change others as well. That's what Sean and I are trying to do today, to change, creative change, to help our wounded, those that are sick and suffering out there today, as well as educate and bring awareness to the leaders out there that are charged. You're, leaders, you're charged with the morale, and welfare, and safety care of your employees and your workforce not to shun them away not to put them out the pasture and hope they make it that's not what you're there for so if you're listening like sean just stated take this take this power that we're giving you here today this education this dialect This is for you. What we wanna see is a radical change in the institution that provides therapy for our sick and suffering first responders and our veterans, even those that are still on active duty. Spiritual recovery has to be added and complemented, as Sean stated with the medical and mental community. If we're going to reduce the suicides Because you haven't reduced them. They're on the increase, as Sean stated at the beginning of the show. Can you believe we're going to top 70,000 if we're not there already? We can't have this anymore, America. Why do you think we run back-to-back shows on spirituality? In fact, this is our third one on spirituality. You have to push it. Nonprofits, if you're out there listening, don't wait for big government to do it. Add this to your spirituality campaigns. That's the campaign we need to have,
1: Sean. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Once again, those out there listening, you're talking to two human beings right now. Colonel Mike Brown, proven career. Sean Flynn, qualify as a first responder. Qualify and admit honestly that, yes, I had the courage. I had the the passion to go out and serve. And I'll admit I suffered and I take accountability for that suffering that occurred. And I'm taking accountability today with Colonel Mike and sharing sincerely that I'm not here today on a high horse to, to speak out as if, as if I know everything. But I will tell you this, that today Colonel Mike and I walk a path of being free in spirit not in denial not in denial so ladies and gentlemen out there listening can't emphasize it enough that it's time that we continue to share ideas and i understand this isn't going to be uh an easy road and by the way warriors (laughs) warriors don't want anything easy okay but yet we can do this together so you know, if I, if I were to have some final words right now, it would be this. It would be this. Suspend all your opinions and your doubts and look at what's actually happening in front of you. Our men and women are under attack. are under attack with the way the media comes out. We're in a new day and age. We've got these things now with the internet and we've got these phones and we've got all these external opinions and distractions and non-truths coming at us left and right at such a rapid fire, high speed pace that it's humanly impossible to focus on the internal. So I have compassion with, with, with what uh, our first responders out there in the streets of America are dealing with right now. They are under attack. They are under attack from external non-truths coming at them. OK, they're human beings. And this is why we need to talk about the importance of an inside out game inside, meaning internal inside out. It starts on the inside. Right now, our men and women are under attack externally. It's rapid fire. It's we, I, I understand what's happening. Agencies can't keep up with what's going on right now. And and the turnover Guys are walking, men and women are walking off the job right now because it's humanly impossible in many situations with the external non-truths coming to us in the form of media, opinions, all of this rapid fire stuff on the outside that we can't keep up with. It's causing some serious suffering. It's time that we talk about the internal game of recovery that's the spiritual game okay it's time that we actually sit down and start really really coming up with a plan so that we can get back into balance and keep these men and women on the job these courageous men and women keep them on the job preserve them we need them we need them out there and again i'm going to cut it short but right now we've got men and women walking off the job right now and i was one of them because This stuff that the peacemakers are dealing with out there is an attack and it's sad. And guess what will happen? Our citizens, if those courageous people aren't preserved and helped to heal and to stay in the fight, in the good fight, citizens, let me explain something to you. It's not going to be a good thing. We need to preserve the intent of these honorable, unselfish peacemakers that took an oath to put their lives on the line. We owe it to them, we owe it to them. Colonel Mike, please take over.
0: God bless first responders and veterans. They surely walk the razor's edge of life every day, not knowing that they're coming home, either their lives are at risk on the battlefield or their lives at risk at home after the battlefield. Just remember that America. Just keep that in mind. They're always on fire, in line of fire, back home, inside of a fire. I also want to talk to the veterans and first responders out there. Since we're talking about inside, that soul, that spirit, please love yourself and look out for yourself. You're the number one priority in life. Just remember that. Pay attention to yourself, stay curious. You're doing well out there. What I would like to also end with, unless uh, Sean, you have some final words. Um, I just wanna say that, as I said during the introduction, and Sean had stated earlier too, we got 66,000 veterans who have died by suicide since the tracking began in 2008. And we're at the 22 today statistics. I'm afraid it's just going to continue to rise if we don't make radical change. And today we're talking about spirituality. It's kind of ironic that we're talking about it. It's kind of ironic, isn't it, that a radical change is spirituality. But let it be that. Make that change. Because you're going to love yourself and you got to look out for yourself. That means you got to look out for your spirit and your soul. It reminds us that these were grandfathers fathers, grandmothers, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, and friends. You know, using a number of misrepresentances, the complexity and nuances of the problem, because really, people that are suicided, themselves and are dead, are our relatives and our family and our friends. The federal government has a larger role than it is practiced today to protecting and servicing our vets. The mental, physical, and spiritual care must have investments that meet the demand. Resourcing, 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 Stop with the major campaigns or just campaign. We need resources all the way down to the local levels, down to the towns and the rural areas. The MLB Foundation stresses this. Funding down to the rural edge of America. Our warriors deserve it. The demand should not be placed on the private and nonprofit sectors. Our efforts need your support. Get involved at the local level. Folks, we really need this. I can't stress it enough. If you wanna sit there and put this at the national level and the ABC, NBC, CBN, Fox News, and all these big channels and all these commercial ads, that's not where we're looking at. We need the funding down into the local city levels. It's gotta get there. Sean. Final words.
1: Thank you, Mike. Uh, Once again, what Colonel Mike just said was, let's bring spiritual warriors who walk the talk in their professional life and in their personal life. Again, I'll say that again. Let's bring spiritual warriors who walk the talk in their professional life and their personal life, bring them in and listen. And hopefully in the next show, we can talk about more specifically what this model could look like. What I'm saying is put healers, an example like a Colonel Mike Brown, Mike Brown is a healer as a recovered warrior. Put him next to an open-minded medical person and or persons, and not just one more. Bring in real recovered spiritual warriors that can talk about that model and how it can be created so that we can make it attractive a track peacemaker to say, you know what, I need to go listen and I need to go address this issue before it kills them, before they walk off the job, before we're now responding and going, oh, there's another one. He wasn't tough enough. Nonsense. Anybody that's in command right now, when you respond out to a suicide of a first responder and you didn't know that he was hiding because he was hurting on the inside and he was afraid to share. No, 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 no. No more excuse that he was a coward or she was a coward. No, 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 no. We're not taking that anymore. They're under attack. Let's make the healing environment attractive and let's be truthful that we're gonna help them. And then here's the other thing. Once they raise their hand to get help, guess what? We help them patch up and guess what we do as warriors? We teach our fellow warriors to be accountable to be accountable, to take charge of their recovery so that they can get back to being a warrior that lives it in his professional life and in his personal life. And so they don't have to hide anymore. We don't want you guys out there hiding anymore. That's what we're talking about here, first responders. I'm talking to the guys under attack right now that are out there every day responding and you got families at home and you come home and you don't know what hits you and your families don't know what hits you. We're talking to you guys right now and those leaders within the institution take off the uniform today, take off the vest and listen to what Colonel Mike had to say And let's do it together because Colonel Mike and I can't do it all by ourselves. We need you guys to get down, to get honest, and to get real, and to get sincere. And let's talk about saving lives because our peacemakers are out there suffering and they're hiding and they keep dying. And it's time that we said, like Colonel Mike and I have said, we skate the razor's edge. And what that means is we are courageous enough to talk about spirituality, who most people will run from. Okay, And we are open and vulnerable, and at the same time, we're humble enough to admit that we can't do it by ourselves. We need educated medical help. We need people with affluence and influence. When we skate the razor's edge here, we're bringing the, the spiritual side with courage, and we're also bringing the logical side, truth. Okay, That's called being a warrior. Skating the razor's edge is called being a real warrior. So those guys out there listening right now, let's get busy. Let's get to work. And hopefully in the next show, Colonel Mike, we can talk more about maybe the design of how that all can happen. I know that there might be some people out there right now that are that are uh, wondering how this paradigm might look. Maybe we can paint that paradigm, paint that picture gradually so that we can move in the right direction. Colonel Mike, if you could take it home.
0: Sean, if I had one word for you, buddy, you know, not only am I a hero. You're a warrior too, you know that. We've been through a lot, haven't we over the last few years. That word for you is Hallelujah. Remember the days around the fire pit? We heard your goddaughter saying hallelujah still waters my eyes. Uh, for those out there in America that you may know this or not, but I'll say it anyways. The Hebrew translation for Hallelujah is uh, expresses a uh, translation is praise,
1: joy and thank you thank you mike and thank you and on that last hallelujah note anybody right now that's running from the hallelujah you ain't a warrior bottom line if you're running from spirituality and i hate to offend you but i gotta skate the razor's edge colonel mike i love you man you broke you broke it down today you got vulnerable and i i'm here i have your back and i love it when your voice comes right back to what i'm sure it was like when you stood amongst your men as a colonel uh, your whole career because when you pipe up and speak like a leader you're as great of a leader as the greatest leader and guess what i'm not saying that to patronize you i'm not saying that because i want to hear my voice it's the flat out truth brother i love you thank you amen sir
0: uh life is hard folks you know you can pop on it with combat um overseas in the war zone or combat in the streets of dade county man It can be unspeakably hard. And sometimes, surely it can be hard for some, harder than others for others. The silver lining under it all, though, is the much good we can blossom from those bad times as we can heal. You know, despite all the agonizing pain, there's something that comes from our inner strength and courage to help and not give up. That's what spiritual warriors are all about. We rebound, we toughen up, we lick our wounds, but we're not afraid to skate the razor's edge. An outward expression of inspiration to recover and move past the pain and into the real realm of hope. I want to say thank you to my dear departed friend Corey for teaching me a lesson lesson of hope and working through my fears and I know one day battle buddy Corey will see each other again I want to say a blessing out to the veterans and first responders and especially to the first responders that are out there the men in blue especially I know it's tough out there today gentlemen and ladies hey keep your chin up high you're doing great work Just a few rogue citizens out there that ain't got their head screwed on tight. I love you. Sean loves you. Deborah loves you. Keep your spirit alive. What I tell you earlier, take care of yourself. Look out for number one, all right? If you need help, Sean's available. This guy's a true true hero out there. You know, he's got your back. You military guys, I got your back. This show's about you. Both of you, I would like to give a shout out to the Wounded Warrior Project, which is a charity and a veteran service organization that offers a variety of programs, services, and events for wounded veterans of the military and their families. Over 17 years, their commitment to their welfare has been priority number one. You know, folks, it is a real deal. You know, the Wounded Warrior Project has helped me out a great deal over these last five years. I owe them a big, big, big whoa. They are making a difference and they are reducing suicide amongst vets. To contact them, reach out to woundedwarriorproject.org. Again, woundedwarriorproject.org. Only our individual faith and freedom can keep us free. Dwight D. Eisenhower. Thank you for listening to Crisis in America PTSD. All veterans, first responders, or potential guests, we would love to hear from you. Please email your comments to Colonel Mike Brown, That's brown.mike734 at gmail.com. Once again, brown.mike734 at gmail.com.